0: Good evening, good morning, welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding, and my name is Rick Beta. Thanks for tuning in, and if you're new to the show, there's about 130 episodes before this one, so you can uh, circle back. No pressure on getting caught up, you know, no, no, Like they're about 20 minutes long, it'll take you a little while, not too long though, so I'm just letting you know. If you want to follow along on social media, I'm at Rick Beta, so that's R I C K B A T A, or you can also email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. Okay, starting this week off with the latest from America and their This Edit. This, capital T H I S one, was everything I expected and definitely on brand, which is a good thing. I mean, I was blown away right from the very first trick which happened to be one half of the provost sandwich that we found out from this video. So it was a Wally to front tail on a, it's a chain link fence, I guess, gate. It looks like it maybe has, it could swing open. I was just like, how? How, Colin? And that just doesn't like make sense to me, especially at that spot. You know, my brain just, it just couldn't compute. Called a misfired synapse Whatever you want to call it, it just wasn't working for me. I was like, "What, well, huh?" Right from the very first trick. So, but my first pause or whine moment was, "I bet you can't guess when." If you're listening for a while, you should know. Probably guessing right. Yeah, two minutes, fifteen seconds. Massive, massive late shove it from Figgy. That thing was huge, and I watched it like seven times before moving on. It was beautiful, well executed. And I'm holding up a nine right now. I'd give that a nine. Yeah. And I'm nodding while I say this. No, I didn't see his hand tap the ground. No. It's still a make, it's just his fingers. It kind of it just rubbed, it brushed. No palm was pressed on the ground. And how about that wicked slam? Two minutes and 36 seconds. Wicked. Wicked smart. No, that was not wicked smart. At least the board was saying, peace out. But, you know, he went kind of all Jamie Foy on that rail. Nothing was working for him on that attempt. And his board was like, you know what? I'm going to hang back here for a little bit. You, you go on ahead. Don't, don't worry about me. I've got this back here. And I usually don't. Well, I usually don't rewind bells. so pretty much never rewind bales. In fact, I, I hate watching bales, but this was kind of like unavoidable. I mean, there were some bales leading up to it. I thought we were done, and there was no viewer discretion warning, nothing. Just figgy, just straight up bouncing his noggin off the ground and stood up like it was nothing. He looked a little dazed, though, just a little. I love how they're they're kind of making sure he was all good after that as well. It's kind of like their concussion protocol. They're like, what day is it? What is your name? Is Manga Pushing cool? You know, as long as he passed all those questions, he probably was, you know, good to go and do another try. But Figgy's look says it all. He, he said, pretty much said, he's all good. Giving him that stare, like about three minutes and he says, do you know who the hell I am? That is the question, damn it. It says nonsense you're asking. Me. I'm fine. Now, where the hell did I put in my toothbrush? So, as I said, they started the video off with Provost and Figgy. And they ended it with them as well, but they had to toss in kind of some of their other riders. I right? like about a dozen or 13 or so of them, the fellow team riders in between. Some standout tricks for me included one from Jordan Powell. I was like, what in the Dragon Bruce Lee story do we have here? Three minutes, 54 seconds. Jordan busted out. It was an insane, it was a switch front flip that had him floating many feet from his right to left. Okay, and what was that like maybe three or four feet? And as it as it was paused, I kept thinking that I've seen that same kick before. That same image is kind of like ingrained in my brain. And then I confirmed it on IMDb. Dragon Lee's Bruce Lee story, the movie posers right there. Same pose, same motion. I'll put that in the notes and see if I'm you could probably, you know, Photoshop his head on there. It'd be the same thing. And the second angle is even better. And when you pause it at 355, be sure to also see where his like his his head in relation to his board is. Even his feet are so far out to the left like they, they just don't match. like it's, just, it's crazy to see. I was like, how did you do that? How did you shoot it out and bring it back? I can't even simulate that motion without a board. like just on the couch I mean on the couch on the floor. <laughs> Try it at home. It's not easy. And it was nice, always nice, always nice to see some Winkowski footage. But see this it's always difficult for me to pay attention to his clips because all I can think of every time he does tricks is like he's doing that on a ten inch size board or larger. That's insane. And dude's doing tray flips, you know, like it's like it's a regular board to him. No nose basically was a, a two or three, maybe four inch nose on those boards he rides. It's crazy. Kevin Backle is it Backle or Backel? I should have looked that up, anyway. He went really, I put big rail. He went really big rail on us, like big rails. All four of his tricks were awesome. And it was nice to see the sun make a cameo in that video, too. Yeah, right at 626. Be sure to put on some shades first, if you have not seen the video. Yeah, my eyes still hurt. You've been warned, okay? I love the edit for Spanky at eight minutes in. He throws down his board. And then magically floats into a back 180, you know, Rocky in different colors, too. <laughs> different clothes all together, you know? It's like pure magic. However, I, I think it's time. I, mean, I don't know if he's sick of, you know, Spanky. Like, I, I don't know. What, at what age does that, you know, wear off? Or is he always going to be 70s and be, be Spanky? You know what I mean? But I think we could, if, if he was open to it, we could change his name to Slappy. Unless that's already taken. Slappy. Kevin Slappy Long. Right, but I'm sure that is already taken. But did you see all the epic slappies he did? And it's almost as if he wanted to rub it into all of our, you know, aging skaters' faces. Right, myself included. He knows we're really into skating curves now. It's like the hot thing. But he wanted us to make kind of make us all feel like garbage for doing that, because we're like, oh yeah, you know, four-inch curve, whatever. Especially that waist-high switch one at eight fifty-three. I started laughing after that one. <laughs> what cheat code did he use for that? Like that, That's not real, right? That, that's, there's some special effects, right? There's some editing, right? There's something. That's not right. So I was like, yeah, and the award for best special effects goes to, yay, you know, the, the Emmys or the Oscars or one of those, you know. That was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And don't even try calling that a wall ride. That was a slappy. Like with a capital S L, straight up ridiculous, Kevin. And shout out to Freddy Krueger, of course. But he did do a lot of Wallies as well, a lot of Wally variations. So I do have to add that. That was crazy. Slappies, Wallies. Maybe we'll call him Kevin Wallie. Well, nah, Slappy probably sounds better. We'll we'll stick with that. Provost did an amazing like front three sixty, or as I put in my notes, AKA the Jeremy Ray off that rock. At 11 minutes, 50 seconds, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it, dude. You made day one proud. Good for you. But no, that was sweet. Amazing front 360. And also wrote down that, see, this is where I'm torn. I put massive hard flip to 50 50. The one he kind of tapped down like oh so briefly on it. it. So it's not, I'm not calling that a 50 a 50. I mean, a 5 0. I'm calling that a 50 50. And is that a it's a hard flip, right? And I swear I watched that trick at least 10 times. I I kid you not, with the sound and the music and everything going 10 times. And I'm still not 100% sure. It could pass for a pressure flip, and being that we saw all so many leading up to that, not from him though, it would make sense. So that's why I'm like, "Wait, whoa." But it also looks like a hard flip. That's what I'm calling it. Watch it like 6 times, okay? 6 times focusing on his back foot and then another 6 focusing on his front foot. For me there's almost I mean it's so close there's almost no true answer you can argue it either way. And even just talking about it now I'm leaning yeah I'm leaning towards hard flip. I'm going to stick with that. Only because there appears to be more of like a front foot, front foot flick more than a back foot scoop if you feel me. Just watch it. Tell me I'm not crazy. That's a hard flip, right? And I'm not even going to worry about his hand on the wall. Okay. That's a make, a very tall make. So, what do you think? Hard or pressure flip? And as I said, about 1601, would you call that a 5 0 or 50 50? I'm calling it a 50 50 because if you pause it at the right spot, and also now that I think about it, you could, it could pass for a 5 0. Cause if you pause it right at the right spot, 160 oh, 1601, his front wheels do appear to be like just slightly higher than the real ones, just barely. And even though he looks like he tapped down for a split second. So I don't know. I'm just spending way too much time on this one trick. But that's how and like how close it was for me. I, I couldn't I was like I was jotting my notes on my like, hard flip. No pressure. No, That's a hard no what you let me know what you think. Oh, and one other thing would this all change if it wasn't in slow-mo like how would that look in just regular motion would it be easier to call or more difficult but i'm sticking with a hard flip 5-0 okay that's my final answer maybe i mean he did do pressure flip to back 50 50 early on in the video anyway oh my gosh i'm moving on so pausing it again 1708 the ender Yes, because I, I just had to take all that in. I was like, well, I've seen the, the, the pictures of that one, and I know Colin has hit the spot before, but that kickflip was insane. And that's one trick that I'd love to see the shot from maybe behind or like a point-of-view shot, like what his eyes were seeing as he was coming up to that because like an approaching shot, you know? Or maybe I could Google Earth that now I think about it. But he elevates so high and even after he he caught it and had so much room for landing like plenty of room to land and uh the only only reason why i mentioned that is cuz i bet that felt so amazing to do and ride away from like that would be like if i could do that one i i would quit doing kickflips forever like if i land that would like, i if i did that one I'd be like yeah i got on video dude did you see rick's kickflip above that huge gap yeah i would have just retired kickflips but you know he's still got him so he can whatever the hell he wants but I, that's what i would do but this was 18 minutes of time well spent or for me it was about 36 minutes in all because i watched it a couple times but this team is is definitely stacked we know this we've known this all along like i said it's been on brand it's everything i expected so check it out if you have not done so yet let me know your thoughts what what stands out to you what are your favorite tricks what are your favorite riders in that video Yeah, I gotta stay hydrated again this week. It was what, ninety degrees again today? Anyway, you know my thoughts on that. Next up I have to, and I do, I mean I have to talk about Brad Cromer's half moon rough cut ish <coughs> ish cut. Okay. So that's right. It's not a lot of rough in this one. And it kinda left me almost pissed off, you know? So I'm gonna elaborate more on that in a second, but I don't think I saw a bail until, like, what, a a minute and a half, maybe two minutes in? But if you turned into the episode when I talked about this part, you could probably guess which trick I'm most excited to see a rough cut for. That's right, the umbrella holder clip. I was like, oh, yes. Can't wait to see how this all went down. And my offer is still on the table, Brad. Although my schedule is pretty jacked up these, these days, so... If you have, I guess if you ever need someone to hold an umbrella on Wednesdays from 5 p.m. to sundown, to sunset, I'm your guy. Just let me know when you're in the Bay Area, and I will do my very best to make that happen. That offer that will probably be that offer will never expire. So with that being said, it was 16 minutes of footage. About two minutes in, I got to see the umbrella clip. However, there were no words, no emotion, no backstory, just two angles of a make. WTF. I need and wanted so many answers. Like it was really needed. How long was he standing there before he was, you know, he started pushing? How hot was it? Could he have turned his hat around? Did I mention this in the, the previous podcast we talked about? This? You know, like, did he need that umbrella? You know, he got could have gotten the same effect. I mean, what strength of SPF was he using? See what my brain is dealing with here? I just spit out what comes into my brain. And not one bit of closure for me. Life goes on, though. Yeah. So, that's all it. I got all excited. Definitely let down. Well, his life was almost taken, actually, that very next clip. It was a kickflip nose to kickflip no slide to fakie at two minutes 46 whoa that was close that car was honking it's like dude get out of the way no spotter needed or i think it was just the camera guy was there it was just a weird spot coming in hot but one of my favorite tricks was a nose grind nollie flip out to covid mask yeah he went straight into ride aid <laughs> that was awesome yeah, five minutes 30 seconds you guys can see it for yourself he landed the trick kind of went around cameraman just kept falling all the time put on his mask walked right away into the, you know walked off into the sunset so to speak but one of my favorite favorite moments was that six minutes 11 seconds and you don't see a lot of that from brad you know i think this was kind of like a pivotal moment i was like whoa whoa What was that is that what i think it is i had to zoom in a bit yeah that was that was definitely a smile definitely definitely a smile so good to see that brad i love to see that actually and then there was more all in the same minute so the six minute mark is the best of the video right there six minutes watch the six minute spot if you if you only have one minute to watch this video watch the six minutes because you're not going to hear see anything about the umbrella so if you're interested in umbrella like me like i said you're gonna get disappointed but I'm so glad I had my earbuds in for the attempts at starting at 10 minutes, 40 seconds. That sound was so cool by the water. Of course, the wind at first. So. And I was waiting for him to say something. Oh, is this kind of going to be a funny moment? And he's like, no. He's just kind of staring off. But I'm glad we got to experience all three attempts, though. That was very cool. And not one fall. did mention that, right? Not a lot of falls in this video. Okay. Oh, and don't think I didn't notice that double fist bump, 1148, Brad. Yeah. That's what's up. Let's get pumped up. Let's do this. That was also amazing. However, my enthusiasm was short-lived after I saw the two, yes, two attempts and makes for that kickflip Manny pressure flip. I almost threw my laptop. I instantly tried to fool myself, like, reminding myself that I was watching rough cut footage. No, Rick, Rick, calm down. This is rough. This is a rough cut, dude. You love rough cuts. And like this isn't that rough. Nope. I mean, you can't slide that past me. He seriously got that trick first try and on both attempts, gloves or no gloves doesn't matter. He got it. That's a that seemed like at least a five to ten attempt trick. No, that was his rough cut. I'm just shrugging. So, actually, let me say that this wasn't a rough cut. This was just footage of all his near perfect attempts <laughs> that no these aren't good enough these aren't good enough he only fell down like what four or five times is what i'm thinking right now right am i right have you seen it well if not watch it let me know four or five is all i recall at most that means that dude is a beast right doesn't need no rough cut so let's not tr- try not to do that next time guys brad cromer's footage moving forward we don't need rough cuts just have like a a basically bunch of edits without music because that's what this was which is right up my alley so yeah i'll put the link in the notes below check it out and finally i want to talk a little bit about setups namely my setup you know only because i'm at this weird stage in my life where i am just not satisfied with my deck and a wheel size mostly my deck size so I've been lately, I've been riding an 8.25 for the last two boards. Okay. And before that, I was 8.1. And honestly, I, I I try to get over it. Try to tell myself, Rick, it's not that big of a difference, but to me, it feels it. Like I remember standing, I was like, dude, this feels like a tank, (laughs) but I'm like, no, 8.25 feels good though. I I like it, you know, or whatever. It seems to be something new. I'm going to try this out. And many people might think I'm crazy, but I'm not happy with it. And this is my main board I'm talking about. Actually, no, I, have, I have multiple boards set up. But, and I have a couple cruisers in various sizes. But I think for my main street board, I'm going to probably go down a size. Or maybe, yeah, go down to an 8.1 again. Or an, even an 8. I might just try it. Probably not. I, I don't see. I used to ride seven, seven fives way back in the day. But I don't think I could go that small again. That's too small. But it's weird, though. You, you could argue, okay, Rick, well, 8's not that much of a difference either. But for me, it is, and then I start getting selfish. I'm like, you know what? Life's too short to like settle like or deal with something that just isn't a good fit for you. And I'm talking to myself here, so I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna do it. Why not? What's the worst thing gonna happen? It's gonna be too small. I don't think it'll be too small. I've already, i I love those size boards, but I because the newer size, the bigger sizes, the retro boards, the reissues, all started coming out. I felt. Not pressure from anyone else, but my own personal history because I rode those and have nostalgic memories. I'm like, I need to get those boards again. Because anything larger than the 8.1 right now just feels too big. As a regular board, not a cruiser. I'm trying to just talk regular, my my go-to board. So in the past, what, few years I've had 8.75, 8.6, and 8.1, a couple 8.25s. I recently picked up an 11.25 Gons, the street plant Gons. So I still need to set up. I need to get some trucks for it. Eventually I'm going to get around to it so I can cruise on that bad boy. But what about you? Have you found your like go-to or perfect setup or do you change it up? Because I don't see myself trying an 8.3. I already know it's going to be too big. 8.5 is going to be too big. Or maybe I get an 8.5 for when I'm riding like the park, you know, or if I come across a, a mini ramp soon, you know? But then again, back in the day, many, many years ago, I could ride those boards on mini ramps as well. You know what I mean? So it's just, I think I'm just at the point in my life where I only want two boards at a time, just two. I'm tired of having all these decisions, like one for street, one for cruising. That's it. Because I'm tired of overthinking it. I'm tired of getting overwhelmed with like way too many options. And I know Drew Domkis has like 50 completes. That gives me, that would give me like anxiety. If I walked out to my garage, I'm like, Holy crap, what am I going to ride today? I don't know. All of them. You know, I wouldn't be able to decide. So do you ride multiple sizes, for one, and or multiple boards? You know, if so, let me know. Or am I the only one struggling to find, like, the perfect size again? Or does that even exist? Because I like to think, yeah, I mean, I know I there was a stretch that I, I did probably multiple sevens, like, a lot of 775s in, in a row. Like, I don't know. I, I lost count. But I try to think back to when okay I had my first board the Grossa toy box okay and then I had the Kendall uh, graffiti and then I had you know a Cab deck and then I had gosh I'm trying to, the Tom Knox I had EverSlick and I the, the boards started to get smaller and smaller and smaller so I always kind of went down but now it's been like the opposite I'm going up and I don't like it it's getting bigger I, I don't know I just I'm just like I said I'm in that weird spot so I really do think that either an eight or an eight point one Will be my forever sweet spot until I get sick of it. Right then I'll be like, oh, you'll hear me complain. All right, well you know what? I'll shoot, I'm gonna try an 8.3. You know, maybe in five years or something. But and we'll end up keeping in mind with 50 mil, 51 millimeter wheels. I think that's my sweet spot too. 54. I've had 56, and 53s are too big for me now. I just got some 51s. I love the way they feel. So that might be my go-to jam. I don't know. I'll keep you in the loop. But I just, am I the only one that's going through this? Or, you know, if, if I am, you know, just encourage me. Say, oh, you, you've got this, Rick. You're going to find the right size. Or maybe you're dealing with the same thing and I'm glad that I'm not alone. Either way, those are the two outcomes. Okay. So I appreciate you tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. We'll see you then.